Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Brock Mogensen. Thanks for being on the show, Brock. Thanks for having me. Brock is a principal at Smart Asset Capital. The firm currently has over $6 million in assets under management. He's a host of the largest monthly multifamily meetup in Wisconsin, Masters in Information Systems, focused on the analytical side of real estate. Brock, thank you again for your time. Looking forward to getting into this, the analytical side a little bit and, and your specialty there, because uh, it's not always my specialty. It's just the number side, and, and I love tracking stuff, but I love bringing people on that are a lot better at those things than me. But you know, give the listeners a little more about who you are and, and you know, what you all are focused on right now. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Brock Mogensen. I'm located here in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. My background, I've, I've been at it for about real estate for about two years now. Started with a duplex. So that was about two years ago. Did the house hacking model, which I suggest everyone's a great way to get started. And that really just kind of showed me the power of cash flow, the power of real estate, and really how a deal works. From there, I kind of spent some time deciding which path I wanted to go down in real estate. I quickly realized there's a million different ways to go in real estate. And after some time, I kind of landed on the syndication model being the one I wanted to go with. So from there, I spent six months or so really learning it and chose specifically to kind of learn the, the underwriting side and you know, the analysis side of real estate. So that's what I really spent time diving deep into. From there, went out and partnered with two other people that have already kind of done the larger deals and had the experience, partnered up with them. And quickly after that, was able to put our first deal under contract, which was an 89-unit deal. So that was about a year ago, exactly. And then shortly after that, we actually bought an office asset and then also a retail asset. So that's kind of what we've done so far. It's been about two years and I've been loving every minute of it. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you a few questions about some of those things there. We started with a house hacking, a duplex. It's interesting. You know, you recommend others do that as well. Were you working a W-2 at that same time? Yes. I was. And yeah, I mean, it's just really simple. You know, FHA loan, three and a half percent down, not much to it, but it really kind of shows you the whole process with not much risk associated. There's obviously risk in every deal, but it's just a really good way to get started, I think, and show people the basics of how easy it is really. And from there, you can kind of just scale. So, you know, you said then you decided to focus on syndication. So, you know, you got the duplex, your house hacking, you're getting your feet wet, you know, really in rental real estate. Why then syndication? Why not grow, you know, with more single families, duplexes and other proper wholesaling, something like that? Yeah, I, the kinds of scale is really what just, just drew me to it. I just, I knew I wanted to get into something where I could really build a big business out of and meant systems that can run the business. And it just seemed like, the wholesaling, the flipping route just really is going to be, you have to really commit your time to it. And there's not really much ways to build systems around it to where it can run without you being there. And that's an issue that really drew me to it. Obviously with syndication, there's a lot of work you have to be there, but I think ultimately just that economies of scale and the path that I could see myself getting to of, you know, really growing a business is what drew me to it. Okay. You said you spent like six months educating yourself. What were a few key things that helped you learn the syndication business specifically? I'd say podcasts, books, and networking events. You know, I did a few of the paid courses and those were great as well. 
but really I think I just spent a lot of time listening to podcasts every day, you know, reading a lot of books, going to as much networking events as possible, meeting as much people as possible. That's what really formed the basis of my knowledge, I'd say. And then from there, obviously I kind of chose, you know, did a few different courses that are specialized in different parts. But those three things I really think can give people a lot of value. So then you partnered with two others and I think you mentioned maybe they had some experience in real estate. Yes. So two other people, one of them actually has a property management company. So they manage like 1400 doors. He already had a pretty big portfolio himself. And we just kind of brought the syndication model to what he's already done. And we were able to kind of quickly plug that in and already have all the systems in place. So it really worked out well. So you talked about bringing the syndication model to what he had already done. So he hadn't done any syndications before this point. No. Yeah. He was just, he got up to probably two, 300 units, just buying them on his own. And we kind of, you know, I think you already kind of understanding of what it was, but we already kind of, we brought that in essentially and kind of just created this partnership that's worked out pretty well so far. So it's just interesting because I don't hear that said too many times where, you know, or just thinking about, okay, if I go learn the syndication business now, I understand the business, I understand how syndication works a little bit and how to maybe get that business started. However, it's helpful if you have somebody that's been in real estate, but maybe they don't have to maybe be in the syndication business already. But if they've already had a large real estate business, they already have tons of connections and know-how. That's very, very useful. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, essentially, most of it's the same, right? Even if you're buying on your own or syndicating it, there is some differences, obviously. But the operational side is still owning real estate and managing real estate. So how did you meet him? And, and then, you know, how did you all form that partnership? It really started from bigger pockets. So on there and just networking and kind of meeting up for coffee a few times, talking about our goals. And then we're able to kind of connect with our third partner. And that, that first deal kind of all brought us together and we worked on that and found that we worked well together and reached able to complement on each other's uh, weaknesses and strengths and decided from there, hey, let's just kind of create a partnership here and, and keep buying deals together. Are the other two partners local to you? Yes. Yep. Same area. Okay. So you reached out. I mean, you connected, I guess, through Bigger Pockets, knowing that they were close, to, somewhat close to you. Correct. Yep. Yeah, same market. So really, when we first met, it was it just started as a casual conversation about what our goals are in real estate, but staying in communication with them just kind of scaled into what it is now. How long between the duplex to the 89 unit? That was about around a year. Okay. Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. But then now you all have done an office and retail property. What's your all's focus going to be moving forward? You know, or, or is it kind of opened all, you know, all three of those asset classes? I think really it's it's opened up to all different asset classes. I think our main bread and butter still is that large multifamily value add deal. But we came across this office and retail asset really within a few months and they are both great deals have been great so far even through these crazy times where those asset classes aren't necessarily performing well on a national basis. They've been performing well for us. But yeah, I think once we kind of got those, we learned how it works. We are kind of attracted to it. But like I said, the the multifamily still remains to be our, our core. Okay. Well, you know, I know like, you know, one of your superpowers is this, you know, this applying data and data science models. I know it's something you and I had talked about before the show a little bit, but applying that to like asset management and some KPIs that you all are able to track and how you have progressed that and kind of your vision for that moving forward. I'd love to jump into that a little bit and just how asset management, you know, has helped you all and, and some of your, the things that you all are doing to perform that, perfect that side of the business. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer in using whatever data you have available, use it to your full advantage. So specifically, and when most people buy properties, they'll have access to their the property management software. Like we use Appfolio 
We have, I have a direct log into there and we can see every single piece of data we want. And there's so many different ways to analyze that data. People just need to really find out what they want to track and then build a system around tracking that data so they can make data-driven decisions going forward. Because decisions without data are really just kind of aimless decisions. So that's really what we do is I've built out kind of, you know, a five or six tab spreadsheet that I actually constantly improving and adding to it as time goes on. There's more things I find out I want to track. But I use that as a basis and I actually have that on my website for people to download if, if they wanted to. But what's on your website to download? That spreadsheet for the asset management spreadsheet. I put that cool. up on my website. But yeah, so really we take that and then we actually hired a virtual assistant. Over time, I was able to train him to pull this data. So every week he goes in and he has access to our app folio as well. He goes in there, pulls this data, puts it in a nice report, and then sends it out to our whole team, even our property management team, prior to our Monday afternoon call we have with our property management team. And we'll use that spreadsheet as a basis to talk about different decisions we might make, whether it be leasing. We have a tab on there that talks about, it breaks it down by each channel, what you know our conversion on, lease, on applications to leases are. And we can use that to really double down if we, we see that like Facebook Marketplace has been killing it for us. So we can see that specifically in there, you know, Facebook Marketplace this week generated 100 leads that turned into two leases or whatever. And we can use that to then go make decisions with our leasing team. That's just one example of the many ways, you know, tracking data on a specific level really helps. Nice. So could you elaborate a little more maybe on the more specific KPIs that you all have found to be useful to track? Yeah, I think so. There's the basic ones, right? Like, you know, income, expenses, sure. vacancy, all those, which everyone should be tracking. But we also, ones I've kind of, you know, like, like I said, we'll, we'll track down on a per channel basis for leasing. That one's been very useful. We'll track tenant retention. So we want to see how many people are renewing their leases. What we did is I found the national average as well as our city average of what national turnover rate is. And we want to beat that. So we'll track that. Other ones are... We track delinquency. That, that's a good one. And then we also track unit turns. We want to see how much is it going to cost to flip a unit. If it's 1200 bucks, and I, I see in 2020, on average, it was 1200 bucks. You might come into 2021 saying, hey, let's get, see if we can get that down to $1,100 a unit turn. And then over the years go on, we can track that. We'll also track how long is it taking us to flip the unit. From flipping a unit, how long does it take to lease the unit? And we can track those days from there. And as years goes on, you can look back and say, are we trending in the right direction or the wrong direction? And then speak with our property management team and see, can we cut down our unit turns by a few days? What can we do to lease these out quicker? Things like that are really where data helps you make those right decisions. So that data, like how long to flip, how long to lease, some of those things, is your management team, you know, they're on a daily basis, they're putting all that information in. Is that right? They are not. So that's where our virtual assistant comes in. And prior to that, I was doing it every week. And then we were able to bring on a virtual assistant after some training. He's running that report for us every week now. I think realistically, I mean, it might take a few hours to do each week. Realistically, asking the property manager, I mean, you might have one that will do it, but it's kind of a mundane task. They might not put at the top of their list every Monday to do. Sure. <laughs> they probably have a lot more you know, things on the higher, higher on the list to do each week. But yeah, so we kind of use that and able to plug that in and for relatively good cost. I wondered about that because I, I know our management team, man, they're busy. They do an amazing job, but I'd be a little hesitant to ask them to, you know, track all these things. And so, you know, but tell me, how does your virtual assistant know all this information exactly? You know, how do they pull all that information out to create that, that nice report for you? So it really, the, the training did take a little while on that. I'll be honest. I used, you know, I, would, I recorded my screen and put together like an hour and a half video 
the first time on showing this is the report you got to go to in Appfolio because there's a lot of different reports in Appfolio where you have to go to this report to pull this piece of information, this one here. So it did take a while on me reviewing with him saying, you know, you missed this part, but after a month or so now he's got it down. It was well worth the effort. Now I don't have to put any time each week into that report. But yeah, just really training the other person on where to get the information and how to input it. It does help if they have a little bit of knowledge of Excel, but overall, it's a pretty simple process. And you said this report's available on your website for the listener to find? It is, yep, at smartassetcapital.com. There's an education tab on there. You'll find it there. A little short little ebook there too to kind of explain what each tab means. Nice. Now I feel like that's great value for you know somebody that's looking to learn to track all these things and what's important. No doubt about it. Which KPI there has yielded the the best return, or, or you know, have saved you the most money, or something like that? I would say the breaking down leasing on a per channel basis. As I spoke about before, we kind of found out that how much leads and the conversion to lease we were getting from Facebook Marketplace. If anyone's not advertising on Facebook Marketplace for the units, I highly suggest it. It outperforms every other channel we've seen. It's free. Hopefully it stays free. We just create its own page on Facebook for our apartment complex as its own page on there. And then you can just post straight from that page onto the Facebook Marketplace. You don't have to hook it up to your personal Facebook so you don't have everyone seeing that. But yeah, just create your own business page, post to Facebook Marketplace right from there. Leads come right in there. You can even do some automation there where we have our virtual assistant actually running that as well. But if he's not you know, in front of his computer, it'll shoot him a message saying way back here from nine to five with a response. But yeah, that's what we found out through the report is that's a great channel to put more effort into. So what's your resource for finding virtual assistants to do these things for you? So we actually went through a, an agency for our virtual assistant. I've done a few other smaller projects through Upwork and that, that was great. And I, th- I think that is a great way to go because it's definitely cheaper. It does take a lot of work. And when we were looking to bring on someone full-time, I was a little skeptical of putting all these hours into finding someone, interviewing them, training them. It's a big time commitment just to maybe find out, you know, a month later, this person has a better offer come up and they leave or, you know, something comes up. So I I went through an agency to do it just because I I thought they'd be a little bit more committed. And the VA we've got is great. Obviously, we pay a little bit of a premium there compared to Upwork, but it's been great so far. And I think it's worth that cost. Cool. Can you mention the agency? Yeah, it is Rocket Station. Rocket Station. Okay, I haven't heard of them before. We talk about using VAs numerous times on the show or have in the past. I have, and I've used them a lot personally. And I just think it's a great first hire just to get somebody a few hours a week, you know, just to start offloading certain tasks that you don't have to do. Like, and I love this example too, that, you know, you all have this weekly call that's so important with the management team. And then, you know, every week you can have this, this nice report that lays this important data out here for you all to analyze every week. Definitely. So any other ways that you all have used VAs even to help in the asset management side that we haven't talked about? Those would be the main ones. I think running our tenant leads that come in, we found that the leasing team is great, but you know, going, going back to Facebook Marketplace again, when you have, you know, 50 leads or so coming in a day, you can't expect your leasing guy to be there, you know, sitting on the computer, staring at it, responding. And our goal for our VA is to answer every lead within five minutes. So we have our VA hooked up to Appfolio as well. So they actually reach out to the leads that come through Appfolio because that spits out to a whole bunch of different channels. But within five minutes, we want him calling those leads or messaging them back. And then what he'll do is just, he has all the information at Folio where he can see, you know, what units are available, prices and all that. And he has a set schedule each week for when our leasing agents are going to be at the property. And his goal is simply to 
turn that lead into an appointment. Whether, you know, you might only have 50% of those appointments actually show up. That's a different conversation, but that is the goal. And that way we can just, he can put a lot of time into that and just maximize as much leads. And then all the leasing agent has to do is that lead shows up at the door and they, they take it from there. Love that. I love that and that you have a goal for him. And I'm sure he knows what that goal is. Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's really good. Yeah, I can't say that enough about how you all structured that as well. Uh, so you, you mentioned that when they, like it comes to Outfolio, your VA has an account or where they can log into Outfolio so they can see all this data. But then when when a league comes in, does it come through Outfolio? Like even if it's from Facebook or something like that, how does that work? The Facebook ones will come into the Facebook page, but all the other ones do pop up through Appfolio. So I know when you put a property into Appfolio, the property management does, you know, it spits out, uh, there's probably 10 or 15 different channels. And then the lead will come through Appfolio. He'll get an, he'll get an email notification saying this lead just come through. He clicks it. Then it'll show that the information they inputted on that form for the given channel. And he can call them real quick and say, hey, you know, I just saw you, you came through, you're interested in this apartment. Are you interested in doing an appointment? Nice. What's been the hardest part of this syndication journey for you? The hardest part is really just kind of getting your foot in the door on that first deal. I think that's really where a lot of people struggle is getting that first big deal done. But really, I think if you just form the right partnerships with the right people and just take a lot of action and prepare yourself for it, and specifically you know, becoming an expert in one subject of it is really what I found to be beneficial is become an expert in one. There's so much that goes into syndication. And it's really impossible for someone just starting to be an expert in every piece of it going into it. So just become an expert in one piece of it, partner with those that lack that piece and get your first deal done. Love that advice. Love that advice. It's very overwhelming if you think you're just going to be an expert in the whole thing. So what's a way that you've recently improved your business uh, that we haven't talked about that we could apply to ours? It's a good question. I think in the wake of everything COVID going on right now, we're just really increasing our communication with our onsite teams. So we're almost daily talking to our onsite team at our apartment complex and providing them with resources and updates on different programs they can use with tenants. I think this is something a lot of people are doing and everyone should be doing, but there's so many different programs coming out each day. We just found out our lender is offering this $10,000 grant for tenants. So stuff like that, we want to make sure we're on top of, we don't want to miss out on an opportunity to keep our collections as high as possible. So far, it hasn't been too bad for us, luckily. But I do think, you know, it's going to continue for at least the next couple of months. And we want to do everything we can to stay as close to 100% as possible. And how are you all finding investors right now? Mostly through just in-person connections. I'm really starting to open up my mind to digital and trying to attract customers through platforms and stuff like that. But I can't say I have a lot of expertise in it yet. <laughs> but that is something I'm working on. But overall, it's mostly just been through the major sources actually been through our meetup. We actually host now the largest monthly multifamily meetup in Wisconsin. So we were able to meet quite a few people through there and not specifically having the goal of finding investors through it, but really just ultimately turned out to partnering up with a few good people that have brought quite a bit of equity into into our deals. And how are you drawing those people into your meetup? So the, the big ways we're doing it is going back to Facebook. There's kind of, and this is another thing actually on my website is some different ways to attract people into your meetup. I'll talk about a few of them. So first off, easy thing to do, 20 bucks, boost your post. So when you start a meetup, you're going to create a Facebook page, right? That's the first thing most people do. Boost your post on Facebook. It costs like 20 bucks. Put that in there. You'll get at least a handful of people that show up just from that. 
Another thing I have our VA doing is had them join all the local Facebook. So there's, you know, there's always a handful of Facebook groups in your local market, right? So I, I found, you know, the five or six that are the big ones in our market, had them join that, go in there. And then on the comment, you know, someone posts a deal or something or wholesaling a deal, drop your email address below, they'll type. And there'll be 50 email addresses in there. He grabs all those email addresses. Then we put it on a monthly distribution list to let people know about our events. That, and also just try to be pretty active on bigger pockets. And whenever I see someone post about, hey, you know, I'm, I'm new to Milwaukee. I'm looking to learn about the area. I'll provide some insight about Milwaukee or say, hey, reach out if you want to talk about the market at all. Then also just casually mention we host this meetup. Here's a link to our next event. Click this and join us if you'd like. I'd say those are the three things that have really helped us grow it to you know, a good average of tennis of probably 30 to 50 people each month. A lot of new people too each time, which is great. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? I'd say just commitment. Like I said, going back, I, I didn't just go all in and, and right away. I wanted to cho- choose a path in real six. I knew I had, to, I had to have a focus on one thing. And once I found that focus, I 100% was committed. I didn't get distracted with, you know, other people coming, hey, you know, we, we should do this or we should do this. We should start this little business. I've just stayed 100% committed. And that's, that's what I'm doing for now until I get to the point where I think I can branch out to other things. But for now, it's just 100% commitment on the syndication business. And how do you like to give back? So far, just through providing insight with people, whether that be through real estate or local market updates, just trying to provide as much value to people that are getting started in real estate and any way I can has, has been my goal. So has been what I've done so far. Obviously, I have bigger goals of giving back in the future once I can. But so far, that, that's what I've been able to do and that's what I've done. Brock, I'm grateful for your time. It's been great to hear about your progress over the last couple of years, just going from a duplex to actually syndicating some deals now. And and congratulations on your success. And then just the KPIs that you all track, even outside of the normal ones that we could all guess and how you all have done that and using VAs as well. But then also the the tactics for growing your meetup, some great value that I know the listener and myself have, have gained. So grateful for that. Tell them how they can get in touch with you. And again, uh, your website where they can find a copy of that report. So our website has all those reports. That's smartassetcapital.com. There's an education tab on there. You'll see those reports I was mentioning. You can add me on Instagram, LinkedIn at Brock Mogensen or even shoot me an email at brock at smartassetcapital.com. And I appreciate being on with me. It's been awesome. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.